Welcome back to Enter the Asylum, a podcast for two brothers trying to watch movies that are just deeply disappointing in every way, uh, every single way. Uh, I'm your beastie boy, uh, Benjamin. I'm your devilish host, John. Uh, yeah, today we watched 666 The Beast, which is the sequel to 666 The Child. And such a disappointing sequel. Mm. 666 The Child is genuinely one of the few enjoyable movies we've watched um, for this podcast. Um, I think, I, I don't think I, I outright recommended it, at, uh, but it was, it was a borderline case for me. Like, I, I had a lot of fun watching that, so I was looking forward to this one. Um, but this one was really boring. It's not great. It's actually kind of bad. It's actually pretty bad. I feel like whoever uh, made 666 The Child, because it's a different person than 666 The Beast. Yes, and I'll get into that at the end of the episode. Ah, okay. There's some things I saw that I don't know if they're real or not, but, I mean, there's a lot of, like, words, so I don't know. There's there's, uh, rumors, shall we say. (laughs) Um, Rumors come out. but I get the impression that the people behind 666 The Child, the first one, um, that they were kind of allowed to just, you know, have some fun with it. Um, and what they made was something that was over the top, but quite enjoyable in that sense. Like all the death mm. scenes in The Child are really fun and just really over the top and just a very goofy, fun, B-horror way. Um, this one, this movie took itself way too deadly seriously. Yeah. No fun to be had whatsoever. No goofy death scenes. No goofy dialogue. Just a bore from start to finish. Um, it's, it's a little weird. Uh, the name is kind of awful too. I came up with a couple other names I think might feel a little better. I'm going to read them out to you and just tell me what you think of each one of them. Sure. 666 The Beast is pretty weak, I think, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's not really that different from 666 The Child. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm 12, 12, 12 was my first one. Okay. It's a direct du- upgrade. Double the hell, double the Yeah, fun. yeah. Uh, we got 666 Squared, of course, which so course. it's like, you know, yeah, uh, 1332, yeah. 66 times, you know, it's 1332. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we got 666 versus 777. And I like this one. Mm-hmm. This one's very good. And then we got 666 The Man. And this is my favorite one. 666 The Man, I think, makes the most sense from a sequel point of view. Mm. Uh, because he's no longer a boy. He's now a man. Yes. Yes, he is indeed. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think of those, I think my favorite is 666 versus 777. Um, because of uh, the plot. That's something that happens to the plot of this. Um, we'll We'll get into that. But yes, uh, shall we start? Yeah. 
this film <laughs> starts out with some vague religious imagery during the credits. It's just like a picture of like a bestiary or something. It's vaguely religious. Mm. Uh, we cut um, to a mountain. Oh, I like I like that the the main actor in this movie. His name is Chad Matthews. His name mm. is literally Chad. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we cut to a mountain, and I can only assume maybe Spain. I guess somewhere where yeah, so, somewhere Catholic and incredibly devout. Maybe Italy. Mm. But it seemed yeah, vaguely European. It also was this. It, it was like it's a monastery because there's like monks. Yeah. Is this supposed to be in present times or is this supposed to be in the past? Oh, uh, uh, I don't know. I guess it ha- is. It supposed. To, I mean, does it matter? <laughs> it would matter because, well, to set the scene, there's a a monk, I guess, who is um, studying in a library. And he pulls out a scroll that has like a, a hexagram on it, and but the books behind him, I noticed on the bindings, they all had very glossy bindings with a little like band on the bottom for that library books have. Mm. So they obviously filmed that just in a public library. Um, so when it opened, I was a bit confused. I thought it was supposed to be ancient times. And instead, there was modern books on the shelves. Sure. Well, you know, it's it's a modern monastery. You know. I guess. They they use their phones and everything there. It's very <laughs> up to date. Yes, and you know, monks. You know, very technologically uh, up to the, the date, as they're well known for. Yeah, in the library, a monk's sort of browsing a book. Um, it I guess has some vague importance. He learned something from being in this book. The candles around him suddenly blow out. He runs outside. He sort of just says some Latin and then gets choked and dies. And and that's that's the that's the opening scene of this film. That's that. It's very well done. And As, you know, like, oh wow, death in the first five minutes. That's cool. Has you know, literally nothing to do with anything else in this film, movie. Yeah. I don't understand if this is supposed to be, yeah, like way in the past, if this is supposed to be the present. And this is really weird because um, this film, all the deaths are like really, um, what's the right word for this? I guess <laughs> on the side. Boring, very, that's the word very, you're looking for. Like it's very out of, like, it's very not directed. Oh, um, irrelevant? Yeah, it's a good say? word for it. In the first film, all the people who are dead and dying and being killed... We're all because of that boy, mm-hmm. you know, our, our, they, our devil boy, Donald. And they, and they all died in very spectacular and humorous and over-the-top mm. ways. Like, just, I remember, well, I mean, it, there's a part in this movie where they flash back to some of those death scenes, which yeah, uh, just goes to funny. show how off the tone of this film is compared to the first one, because those death scenes in the first movie are so over the top huge blood splatters and in this movie they're just so muted i don't know if i saw a a drop of fake blood of cgi well, blood. well that's not true there's blood in this film i saw a couple drops on like a blade but the climax like... of this film has our main character you know getting crucified or whatever but uh, you know, we'll that's get true that. there's a fair amount of blood there but i mean i'm, I'm talking like just 
blood spewing everywhere like we had in the first movie. Just and like not even like in 66, we go even back, we go back to Evil Eyes, which is like, you know, the original film, obviously. Ah, yes. Um, Evil Eyes had a, a ton of wacky deaths too. Like a guy gets killed with like a, you know, <laughs> a, a, what was it, a power drill? And he goes to the wall and kills uh, someone with his, I, his eyeball? Uh, there's that one. There was also a guy who got killed by a power drill in the in the the sixty six the child. Mm. Um, also, uh, what was that exorcism movie we saw? The exorcism of Gail Bowers or yeah, whatever that's it, it was. That's that it. one had some goofy ass deaths. This film really dropped the ball with that. I seriously, you know, it's like the one redeeming thing about any of these movies. But yeah, let's get into that. Uh, so yeah, this monk dies. Um, <laughs> this is super pointless. Isn't really tell you anything about has literally nothing to do with the rest of the film does donald kill him or is it satan himself it do- i don't know i don't know uh we didn't cut to like a head priest kind of dude whose name is deacon which is funny because deacons are like you know heads of you know it's, it's very it's very uh ironic yes uh, he's warned about the that the hour of the prophecy is near, and he's like, "I guess I gotta go deal with this." And then we cut to two completely unrelated characters. Now, this is like nice. This is a great tone for our film so far. Mm-hmm. Shoving random characters. Uh, the they the doctor. There's a doctor and Donald's wife, whose name is Kate. They're related. I think the twins, in fact. I don't think we've established who. Donald is yet. Oh, Donald is uh the kid from the first film and but, is the Antichrist. But we don't know that until I want to say fifteen minutes into the movie. Yeah, fifteen or twenty minutes thereabouts. So I spent the first good chunk of this movie just being like, "Does this have any connection whatsoever <laughs> to Six or Six, the Child?" And then they finally said that Donald was the kid from that that first movie and you'd be surprised because he's a different race entirely he's he looks nothing at all like that kid his hair is everything about him is different different race different ethnicity different fucking everything um well i have more to say about him but let's let's get back to what's it his his wife's having a conversation with his uh, with her sister twin sister yes who's a doctor Mm-hmm. Uh, does, the discussion doesn't matter. I think they're talking about like a housewarming party or something like that. They're just about a house, and she's and and Donald's wife is pregnant, so they're probably. I think they're talking about the baby too. Mm. Um, very important discussion. That uh, after that we then cut to a dream sequence of a man just getting hit by a bus, and then it turns out it's Donald dreaming this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this happened in real well, life. Well, okay, so there's so this, so this is like it it does um I don't know how to explain this. There's like the 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 devil visual effect is everything looks wavy except mm. for like one part in the middle of the screen which is I guess is supposed to be like the, the devil vision the devil vision where it's looking and so it's walking down like a street in LA and just kind of zero in on these like people's like heads until it finally zeroes in on the guy who we later find out is Donald's boss and it zeroes in on his back and pushes him into the street where he gets hit by the bus and then Donald wakes up 
this this seems really weird and doesn't make any sense at all. Who is yeah what? Um, yeah. Don wakes up in his bed of his wife. He's sort of worried. They, uh, he then especially like, you know, gets this, up this whole this whole way to introduce the boss especially makes no sense. Oh, it's really confusing. Given the <laughs> might revel- well not happen. Y- yeah, it's incredibly bizarre. I'm not sure what the plot like reasoning for it was. Anyway, Donald wakes up and what he goes to work, I guess. Yeah, he's worried. He talks to his wife. He's worried they won't make it to he make it his accounting promotion he wants to it, get. He works for a big uh, financial company that of does some sort stuff. That does stuff. I think they said they literally it's called Globacorp. Mm, they do all things. Their hands <laughs> they are do, in every single pie. They do everything. It's a big financial company. That's all you the details given and frankly all the detail you really need to know mm. uh, we then cut to the doctor sister twin uh she's sort of she's like in a morgue area which is weird because she's a doctor but whatever um it's like a dead corpse who's like once a patient i guess right behind her he suddenly starts to get up isn't that the boss it is the boss, yeah, which okay. is like, very confusing. He Again. gets up and then proceeds to kill the doctor. Uh, Jander then comes across the scene, and there's a hexagram in the center of the room, and the doctor's been crucified. Mm-hmm. And this is the, the sister of Donald's wife, to be clear, the doctor. Yes. Uh, so this, this is where we get the crime scene. scene. Yeah. So this is where the the police detective comes in, looks at the hexagram on the floor, and goes, "So the killer was Jewish." <laughs> well, I'm very confused why this movie went with the hexagram and not just the casual. Why not just the pentagram? The, the classic pentagram, yeah. Like, what was that too obvious or something? <laughs> why? Because everyone's just did... gonna immediately assume it's a pentagram on the floor anyway, right? Yeah, I thought it was a pentagram too, and then the guy was just like, "No, it's it's six points, so it started." It's David. not the star of David. So this it's keeps, actually a hexagram. So this keeps being a point of confusion among characters, where they say, "Is the star of David?" And our our deacon from the Vatican, uh, who is basically just Vatican cop, Vatican detective, Vatican cop. Now that's a film. He's he's uh he's 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 um oh man if he was if he was a nun he'd be undercover mm. but he's he's there to basically just give exposition um to the and police who are and to explain that most. that it's not necessarily a star David it's just a hexagram and the hexagram has many applications mm. and blah 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 they could have just avoided all of this by using the pentagram. Yeah, the police. The police here are probably some of the most competent people this entire film. For real, though, they're so they get the job done. They're so professional. They're very good at. They their get job, literally nothing done in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> they accomplish literally nothing. Um, the deacon also tells that he, for some reason, knows that the the doctor there has a birthmark on the back of her neck that's the shape of a cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, after he reveals this, we cut to Donald's wife who has the same birthmark. So we're like, oh my god, they're twins. We already knew that, but it, you know, the cross birthmark is very confusing because uh, I guess they're born holy. Uh, has, but, uh, I think I it know. has something to do with the prophecy that he mentions that it was going to be someone with the cross birthmark. 
It's weird, though, because she also has to cross birthmark. It doesn't matter. It's pointless. (laughs) None of this film matters. It's nothing in this film that matters. We're like, you know, this is like the first 10 minutes and nothing makes sense. And all these points don't even matter. Because they're going to be contradicted by things that happen later in the movie. Mm. Uh, Donovan heads to work. He when he arrives and he's in this sort of like weird sort of like oh and he's worried about getting his promotion yes there's a there's a uh, operations director position that's opened up and he is he is basically doing the interview to get this promotion he's very worried that his arch rival um was his name like Lucas or whatever Tom I want to say Luke I think it is Luke are you sure uh, this is easily discoverable. True. Um, nope, I see it right here. It's Tom. Oh, it's Tom. All right. It is Tom. Anywho, yeah, it's Tom. What an asshole. He wants wants the job. A I guess. very a very banal asshole that we only get two scenes with. He's not even like bad in a fun sense. He's just there. Mm. Uh, in the room, he's in a waiting f- like for the conference like. I guess outside the boss's, you know, uh, office or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all these dolphin statues. Like this is like this like ten <laughs> dolphin statues. There's a lot yeah, of dolphin he statues. He has a dozen sculptures of dolphins in his office. There's the there's a giant one. There's like three that are just large enough to fit on a table. I think there's like a painting. He's like this. This dude really, really likes dolphins. Big po- fan of dolphins. To a possibly unhealthy degree. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, suddenly, the dude from the morgue we saw from earlier, who you know uh, died and came, it was came back alive, suddenly appears behind him, and it like, turns out that fuck. he's the boss of the company. He's the guy who, yeah, we saw a guy. Run and he would bus. you would assume dying and coming back to life would be a hindrance to the job, and in fact, make you maybe not want to go to work that day. Nah, he's fine. But I don't. <laughs> I guess nah, he's cool fine. with it. He's 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 got the devil spirit in him now. Mm. Now they start to interview. Donna reveals they graduate top of the class in Harvard in only six semesters. <sighs> wow, we. It does not make you smart, incidentally. <laughs> um, Rushing Harvard. I I I think if you if you graduate Harvard early, that means that someone paid moolah money to like mm. get you through uh he sort of explains his like the boss wants to know more about him so he sort of explains the story from the first film and i guess we will now, we will now explain the fi- the story of the first film donald's an orphan uh who gets adopted and proceeds to murder everybody in his adopted family such as his mother his sister uh his 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 mother, his, ado- his, his father, adopted parents, his adopted parents, uh, the grandfather, a random dentist, uh, some other people, a um, nun. Yes, a nun. Some old man, I think, who didn't, who knew that Donald was the Antichrist. It, it was. It's not very important. Uh, he also had a babysitter who was like probably the best character in that film. Also the babysitter was a fantastic dies. character. Yes, unfortunately died, but best character in the movie. Um, aside from the kid himself, the kid was a very good actor. Yeah, after he murders everybody, he then gets adopted by the aunt, who is like a major uh, like a, cook. A, 
Like, yeah, she's uh, a she's a, she hosts a cooking show. Yeah. Uh, he mentions that she died in high school, so it's pretty obvious that he, you know, killed her. Right. Presumably, even though it doesn't really make any sense that he killed her, but we'll get into that. But the way Donald presents this is like, oh yeah, all these people died. I had a really tragic childhood. He doesn't seem to remember being the devil child. Yeah, he seems actually quite saddened by the whole fact that everyone he knows died. So the kid we saw in the first movie who has sort of like embraced his evil powers um, apparently just forgot them like a year yeah. or two later. Just forgot that he had And this movie does have a reasoning child. why, but it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I forgot even what the reasoning was. Um, the boss asks Donald what he wants to do with his life from now on. And Donald's like, I just want to do a good job. And the boss is like, He wants success. Gross. Ew, I'm not giving the, the boss, at all. Gross. The boss, the boss wants him to be like a like psychopath, basically. Mm. Donald's like, "Oh, damn, that sucks." And he's like, "You only think that kind of is lame? Uh, you're even worse than I thought, Donald. Like, you should be trying to kill me right now, Donald. You fucking say bitch." That. He doesn't say that. He's like, "I want you to get angry." Yeah, and then he's like, "I'm pissed." He just Donald does in fact say, "I'm pissed now." And the boss loves that. Yeah, the boss wants him to get angry. And then the boss is so happy then hires him as uh, vice president of Dolphin Care, which is the highest position in the company. It's like, and this guy is another vice president, so he's he's bringing him up to be his, like, partner, basically, mm-hmm. at this of firm. Of Dolphin Care, yeah. Of, yes, of this of this megacorp insurance. Well, they take care of dolphins, financial company. presumably. Presumably, because of all the dolphin statues. Yeah. I think that's just this guy. I don't think that's a company. <laughs> I think that's just this guy. He has all the dolphin accounts. Um, Yeah, so that happens. We then cut back to the house with Donald's pregnant wife, Kate, who's trying to make, oh, like, I, eggs. I but remember something. the TV something. just won't shut up. I remember something. There's yeah. a... um. The the early on the wife says like oh you're get the promotion don't worry it's like you know it's like um, and she says something along the lines of like oh like you're so young like uh, but don't worry like you're yeah, still going to get it they say in this movie that he's thirty he does not look thirty yeah this guy yeah. looks like he's like almost forty like he's got a <laughs> receding hairline and like. I would believe he's in his late 30s, but that's the youngest I would put him. I do not believe this guy is 30. Anyway, well, go on. Yeah. Yeah, they cut back to Jack um, Donald's uh, wife. She's trying to make eggs, but the TV just won't shut up. It won't the shut up. The TV keeps turning on by itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just won't, it's just it's, fuzz, too. It doesn't yeah. even show anything. She hates it. She concentrates to turn it off, and while she turns it off one last time, turns around, the pan she's cooking with has disappeared. This is awfully weird and strange, and this will never get resolved again, what this meant. It's just sort of spooky. It's just sort Where of spooky. Where did the pan go? <laughs> Why did the Satan take the pan in the first place? Yeah. Was there ever a pan? I don't know. Then she gets a knock at the door. And it's the police who tell her that her sister has died. Also, 
She lives in a castle. Yeah, it's a very nice house, which is weird. I would, like, I don't know. It, it's it, it's it's like a like a stone house. Actually, I think it was credited in the uh, in the credits as the the Blarney Castle in Tahunga. but like it's it's like a it's a house. It's a huge. It's a big house that's like made of stone, basically, and has ivy growing along the side. Looks lovely and everything, but like it's a fucking castle. Well, How... king has got to have his throne. John and the people... Antichrist is the king of all, man. And How do these people really afford great, this place? Deep metaphor. How do these people afford this place? He just kills anyone who acts. That's why he lives there. I don't but know. But he doesn't know he's the devil. He subconsciously murders people. The king needs his throne, John. It's like a metaphor or something. Anyway, cops show up, tell her her sister's dead, and yeah. That but. sucks. Uh, Donald is now moving to his new office, and he gets a new hot secretary. Uh, she's like a seductress, succubus kind of character. That's she obvious. like it was so fucking obvious from the get go. Like in the first scene where they introduce this character, she's like, "Hello, Donald." Like like stroking his shoulder. <laughs> mm. What's also fascinating is the fact that um, the Donald also has the power to rapidly change ties randomly between scenes. I did not see that. Yeah, so I was watching this with Dad, and uh, he caught like at least five times <laughs> of him changing ties at this entire film. He's co- he's constantly switching ties. That's just one of Satan's powers. Yeah, just like making a ton of sandwiches. Yeah, you know he also has the ability to change ties quickly. It's just it's just one of the perks. The Boston reviews his huge like super plan for to how to make a bunch of money. He wants to get into the Israeli diamond business mm-hmm. in Israel. Mm-hmm. And he wants to—I don't know. I guess he just wants to buy diamonds or just get stock. I don't know. He, he explains it more later on, but yeah, don't worry. Don't think about it too much. It's just—it's no. just—it's just make a co business shit. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we move to the morgue. Uh, the wife sees her dead sister. She's super sad. She then encounters Deacon, who's like, you know. I want to talk to you, and she's obviously distraught because she just saw her dead sister. Uh, the deacon then speaks Latin, and this sort of calms her down for some reason. She recognizes it. Yeah, and she's like, "Well, how do you? What do you? How do you know what those words are?" It's like her grandpa said it to her or something. Mm. Uh, Don, uh, deacon's like, "You know, trust me now. I I know who you are." And Kate's like, nah, this still is a bad. This seems such a bad idea. Yeah. You're kind of a big weirdo. I'm gonna leave, and then she leaves, which is like, yeah, you go, girl. <laughs> like, yeah, also, I'm gotta say, like Kate, so Kate in this film gets it so rough. Oh God, she has the worst old, of like, everyone. Every shitty dude tries to like get with her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Donna runs into uh the shitty asshole guy, uh Tom. Who was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's this weird. So he's like angry that he's like, "Oh, she so got that promotion, huh? I wanted the promotion, despite the fact that Donald, in fact, not get the promotion at all. He actually got a different job. Entirely. But he got much. He got much, much, much better job. Sure, like, sure. But that promotion is still... actually still available. Clearly, 
Well, but he's still Tom. He's Tom Superior, is the thing. And Tom had been at the company for ten years, and Donald only been there for one year. Or so he's a it, big slacker off, though, man. Tom's I, the I, worst. Fuck uh, Tom. He, he would have been funner if he had actually been given more scenes, mm. but we only get like two scenes with him. But yeah, the promotion's presumably still open. Uh, so yeah, after this, Donald comes back to a house to his house with flowers. Um, Kate's really sad that Donald didn't call him at all during work. He's like, oh, oh, my sister died. You should have called me. I need you. My sister's well, she, dead. She called him a bunch of times, and apparently, and he just didn't ever answer. And what's really fucking weird, too, is the fact that she treats she's the whole scenario like a dog died or something. Yeah, the actors in this movie are not very good at conveying emotion. No. It's... <laughs> It's like, oh, you, I, my dog died. You, I was trying to call you. I'm so sad right now. My dog, my, it's dead. Oh. And, and these two are not believable as a couple, like as a happily married couple. They're just not. I'm sorry. No chemistry. None whatsoever. Uh, we then cut back to the morgue, and suddenly the sister comes back alive. She's dead, and she comes back alive, and then she uh, murders the detective that's sort of watching the corpse. And the then, car, yeah, the detective's just examining her, and then like she, she chokes him, and then just lays back down. Apparently, and dies again. I guess and just, apparently just dies. I guess, <laughs> and then we, and we, we never, never see gets her resolved again. again. We never see her again. So like, that's <laughs> that. That was it. That's the scene. What a great death scene! It was so good. Awesome, man! Uh, I love this film. Better than the first film, that's for sure. So boring. Uh, so they're now at the uh, funeral uh, for the sister Donald sees the secretary for just a moment but then she disappears into the crowd but that, I mean literally person moves his head in the way and then she's gone mm-hmm. um, so you know that's spooky Deacon's sort of in the background taking pictures of them as they leave the wedding which is like a very normal thing to do Yes. very not creepy no, at all. not at all very normal and then we cut back to their meeting. Uh, the boss is there, and the secretary's there, and she's just in full lingerie. And it's like, it's lingerie day at work, presumably. <laughs> it's casual Fridays. <laughs> casual lingerie day. Um, and she's in lingerie for the rest of this film now too. Which is like, can you, can you like chill a little bit, maybe? Nah. This is a little bit over the top in the sexual nah. undertones. See, I think They're this movie to find c- a very important missing. I think this movie could have afforded to have been a lot more over the top, frankly, in many different ways. Oh, for real! Considering that the main character is the Antichrist and all right, that, right? Literally the devil, <laughs> and it's just such a muted, boring film. They're trying especially to find a very, oh, yeah. especially considering what came before it. Mm. They're trying to find a very important missing document that's related to some sort of like. Oh, some sale they're doing for the yeah. Israeli diamond market or something. I don't know. They've lost the document. And then we get an awesome, 
Office montage. Montage. Office like montage. He's, he's making calls. He's printing out sheets of paper. He he's has, making photocopies. Uh, he's making photocopies. He has whiteout, and he whites out a signature, which made me think, oh, is he forging the documents for the sale? Like, is that the idea? But they never explain this. It doesn't no, I just, matter. No, I just don't think whoever wrote this knows what office is like. I, or how to work in an office. Or that, like, the vice president of the company would be like, I need to find the documents for the sale. And when it just task that to, like, some underling to be like, go find me those documents. Yeah, why is Donald doing this? Why is Donald doing this? Honestly, he I, sort of finds the documents, too. They clearly weren't that, that hidden. There's a very, very quick shot of him whiting out, using whiteout on a signature on a document, which really made me think, like, are they implying that he's forging it and therefore, like, proving to the vice president that, like, yes, he is. He is. They never reflect it, though, so. <laughs> well, I no know. one says anything. He does good job when he's done. He did good for company. <laughs> he did. This film has gone so low. If like a, a a montage where he does a bunch of paperwork is like, <laughs> it's embarrassing, frankly. Oh. It's so not asylum, that's for sure. Mm. Incredibly dry. Not the sign isn't dry, but it's pretty. It's pretty asylum. <laughs> um, yeah. Back at the house, Kate's mad. Donald's lit again. And he has a kiss on his neck, which is kiss mark um, from yeah, the secretary. Pretty yeah. embarrassing for him. Oops. Oops. <laughs> whoops. Whoops. Cheating. That was a big accident. Oops. Oops. Sorry, wife. I guess who's currently pregnant. Oops. Uh, Donald then wakes up in the middle of the night, and then the secretary is there in the house, and then he proceeds to have uh, almost sex with her. But it's just a dream, though, so I don't, I don't know. Very important scene, though, for sure. Uh, uh, we then cut to a business meeting. Um, and my favorite thing about this business meeting is that they use candles as lighting. I noticed that. In the boardroom, they have candles. And then little, like, wooden figures that look vaguely religious next to the candles in a boardroom, I want to mm, be clear. Mm. Very professional at, at here at Evil Business Incorporated. At uh, I mean, literally, I think he says Globacore. <laughs> yeah, vaguely evil company Inc. Kate's just sort of like a having a running around having a panic attack, and she runs into probably the scariest thing ever. Poor people. Ooh. It's fucking scary. Oh. The poor people are out oh, there, man, in the early oh, no. There's a bunch of poor people, and they have spooky little demon faces on all of them. She's running out, trying. To, she's screaming at all the poor people who she's walking along the street with. Uh, she runs around the police like, officer like... guys from earlier. Right. He's he's trying to calm her down. Actually, she knows anything about her dead sister, and you know. Anything that just is going on in this film right now, and she very much doesn't. So then she runs away. Well, I'm it's... glad we had that scene. <laughs> the spooky poor people, man. That really furthered the plot. <laughs> so then, so now we come back to Donald. He's trying to make a deal. It succeeds. Everyone's into the the business deal. His business deal is pretty much 
money and everyone starts clapping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll sell this company for a billion dollars. Yeah. Actually, I did when when he was giving a presentation. What it did make me, what it did remind me of, is that scene in Birdemic. Not the boardroom scene where they're clapping, but the one where he's selling them on solar panels. Mm. Um, and like, yeah, he's just standing there being a, a solar panel salesperson, and they're all like, "We're prepared to offer you a million dollars." So it works super great. Uh, everyone's super into money, so everyone agrees to this awesome deal where they so they gu- they're guaranteed money. And they pop some champagne later on to celebrate the sale. Everyone's uh, super drunk. The, the vice president. There, the him, boss, yeah, the bo- Him, the boss, and the secretary. Just the yeah. three of them. They're all enjoying their drinks. The boss gets a little bit too tipsy and notices that there's sexual tension going right now. So he's like, I'm going to go doodle right now. I'm getting out of here. I can't be in the scene. You Sorry, two, guys. You two enjoy yourselves. And then they proceed to enjoy themselves. <laughs> see, yes, see I, I'm curious what boardroom has this light setting where you can change it to, like, red light. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, it's the sexy moonlighting for all the it, business people. Except it's not sexy at all. But it's like Sexy it's moonlighting. Di- it's red light, and then she is crawling across the boardroom table while he sits at the end of the table in full suit and tie and by the way apparently his his uh clothing never comes off because he wakes up the next morning fully dressed on the table <laughs> well you know you see his nipples in this scene which is you know very exciting in the scene you see his shirt come off but like he does wake how, up with his suit on which implies how does it get the back on even happen how does it get back on is that just another one of satan's powers Another Satan dream, maybe even I don't know. Um, but um, but he's but she's just crawling across the table. It looks so goofy, and he's just like sitting there, bathed in like red light that's just shining off his like half bald head. It's it, it's almost artsy, like like they tried really hard to be artsy and completely failed. It, they yeah they tried to make it look kind of visually interesting, and it just looks so cheap and stupid. Uh, we then come back to like the police officer guy who's trying to interrogate Kate, and he proceeds to get killed by poor people because all poor people are evil. Mm. All poor people are evil. All of them. Doesn't he just hit it Not, with like a big like post with a cement? What it looked like, I'm pretty sure what it was. It was a large stick with a tin can on the bottom. It looked like that. <laughs> and yeah, and he like draws his gun on him and like it just like whacks him. Yeah. Uh, the, I'm not sure why the poor people are actively evil. Oh, don't you know poor people are the most uh, uh, vulnerable to Satan's there's some worrying. There's some worrying discussions they have in this film, i.e. The, the, the poor people are evil. It's a little weird that the evil Satan company is trying to... is working with Israel. That is that is some undertones there that I don't know if they meant to have. <laughs> Satan Co. <laughs> you know. Uh, I mean, but the their... Israeli... If it's the Israeli government, then sure, I'll buy it. The, the, I mean, the, is... what the film writers are trying to get on there seems a little like I don't know. It's a little what little in the nose. What, do you guys trying what to they're pull trying here? to what they're trying to rook in is the um, is the whole like oh there'll be conflict in the, like Jerusalem will there'll be a center of conflict mm. basically, and that's part of the the apocalypse or something. Uh, anyway, yeah, we get in there, we get some more of the wacky sex scene. Uh, Kate then has nightmares about the poor people she just saw, 
which is great. Really, really necessary. Mm-hmm. Really great special effects on their faces when they become all like spooky demon faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donald then wakes up in the conference table and he has his full suit on, just like you do. Mm-hmm. Luke's there, or rather Tom, not Luke. Um, and this was so Tom is right outside the conference room. Uh, and I I now wanted to talk about how this building. Yes, thank laid you. out of this building because the room they're in is like it's, shitty. It's, it's, it's it's a it's a it's a shitty conference room. And Tom right outside so the door. So yeah, so Tom so Tom says like, um, resign your position and uh and recommend me for it, or I'll tell your wife that you had sex with your secretary, basically. Mm. And uh Donald's response is to choke him to death. And so he like pushes him out the door and then throws him off a staircase in what's clearly a warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very very disconcerting. And then it cuts back to, and then, like, he throws him off the stairs, and then, like, the boss is in the boardroom, and it was like, Donald. Um, and then, like, and then he turns back, and he's back in the boardroom. So this boardroom and the warehouse are, like, literally right next to each other. Mm. Again, and he has in implied what is you... apparently a mega financial corporation that does international business dealings. Like, they should be in a downtown skyscraper or something. And we see later on the rooftop of the building, too. It's, uh, they're, they're it's way kind of pathetic. South, yeah, they're, they're way south of downtown in the industrial area. They're, like... They're probably in like in like commerce or something or Vernon. They're like they're like you can see the downtown skyline. They're obviously south of it, but it's just like a two story warehouse. Yeah, it's a very fun scene. During this this like this this scene's sort of a big deal because this is when Donald discovers that he's killed people before. Right. This is when the boss um, reveals. This is weird. It's like, this is oh, weird yeah, thing no, where he's choking Tom and it's constantly cutting to him choking his wife and he comes really conflicted. Yeah, he has this like it's like it, these like little flash moments where it's like he he sees his wife, he's choking, he sees his wife fleeing down the stairs. It's where normally when movies do this scene, it typically is a pretty major it's like foreshadowing or something. Well, no, it's like know? a large like, it's like a large thinking. inner conflict, you know. Right, but it is not an inner conflict there's at no all. There's no inner. There's no conflict whatsoever. There's no conflict about killing Tom. I thought is this supposed to be foreshadowing? Like he's about to have the exact same thing with his wife. Like try to choke his wife and throw her down the stairs. But no, that doesn't happen. Yeah, the boss is there. He congratulates. Why does Tom him. represent his wife? Um, uh, uh, I don't know. Actually, I got nothing. It makes no sense. It's it's bad actually, but um, yeah. Now we, then we cut back to the wife who's currently just sort of on her bed being crucified. Oh yeah, and the very casual like you know how it is. It, it like just just like there's like these. Oh god! I mean, it's like, like a ghost hammer that's hitting her arm, this, and this it's like ghost a, hammer. They keeps cutting to this ghost hammer swinging through the air, and then like keeps being like these little flash images of like, like a painting of Jesus and um, a shot of you know the devil and a painting of the Virgin Mary and all this stuff, and like every time the hammer swings, she starts bleeding from one of the places where. 
Jesus was crucified, his wrists and his his ankles. Yeah, and this is like a sort of real story, quote unquote, where it's um, what's it called? It's when you know people have like injuries at the same places where Jesus crucified. This is like a known thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the term is. Sure, sure. They they mentioned this film, but anyway, people who do know, you know. You you get it, I'm sure. It's a classic. Oh, that's right. They it. do they do know this term. They do say this term. But I forget I forgot what it was. Hmm. Uh, the Boston reveals that he uh, he was actually the one who killed his whole family, and this is a big shocker to Donald. And it's really funny because I really like all these these cut these like flashback scenes. Uh, they do their very best not to show Donald at all because they reveal that it's a totally different person. It's like a, yeah, he looks nothing at all like a kid. They try it's, very hard not to show any frames of Donald. It's in it's the people being killed, but even there, it doesn't work because like you see like the wonderful death scenes, like blood splatter on the sign, uh, the grandpa getting killed by a ceiling fan. Yes, okay, uh, so the guy getting killed by a table saw, leaping off the table and hitting him in the face. This is the weird thing about this plot twist: is the fact that what they're trying to go for, I'm pretty sure, is that. They're implying that Donald never killed anyone in that film. He was just subconsciously killing on and he was never he never was aware he murdered people. Which doesn't make any goddamn sense because they have a final confrontation with the father in that film where he actively murders the father with a knife he has. I don't think that's the implication they're going for. You sure? Because he's like shocked that he murdered anybody all in the first place. I'm pretty I sure. I think that's he what just literally for. forgot. Because all the scenes they showed in that those flashback scenes are people who are killed, like you know, when Donald wasn't there. I think he just literally forgot. He just forgot. Okay. I think that's the only explanation they can provide. But the boss, anyway, explains it like, yes, Donald, you were the one who killed all these people, and when you were born 30 years ago, you began the prophecy. What's weird is this film's actually far in the future then, which is really strange, huh? I was just going to say, I was going to save this, but yes, this movie is set in the future, because the first movie made it very clear that it was set... Uh, at, six, on six 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 June six two thousand. Which again doesn't make any sense because that's also during Thanksgiving and Christmas, but whatever. Right, it's set during the holidays, <laughs> but apparently it's set on June six two thousand six. But whatever. Anyway, so that movie made very clear that it was set on six six six. This movie takes place. So this is the same character. Mm. He's thirty years old now. If we assume the kid is like he was ten years old in the first movie when six when it's six six six, that means this is twenty years in the future, which means yeah. this is twenty, which is this is around twenty twenty six. This is around twenty twenty six. Which doesn't make sense because the conflicts they're trying to discuss in this film are like you know rising. I mean, also it doesn't look like a movie set no, in the future. It really doesn't. Is the other thing. <laughs> It's almost as if they don't give a shit. It's almost as if they, they, they did not give a shit. It's almost as if the artificially aged up Donald, and he's in fact a different character entirely. And a different ethnicity, even. Mm. And it almost makes sense the boss to be Donald. Like, they switch the actors around, it almost makes a little bit more sense. Just saying. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, the boss is the boss's big plan is he wants Israel to go to war with Pakistan. Right, that's he wants his to big create, plan. 
he wants to create war between Israel and uh, Pakistan because that will create the huge Middle East conflict, which is a condition for the apocalypse to happen, I guess. Yeah, and Donald's going to be at the Something. center of it all. Mm-hmm. He's going to be he's going to lead the charge, I guess, or whatever. He's going to lead armies of people. The wife then so yeah, but then we cut to the wife, she's woken up at the hospital and she's fine. I'm not sure if she got there. Oh, uh, she called nine. She called nine one one. She okay. dragged herself to, a, to her cell phone, and she just barely managed to call nine one one. Sure. Sure. It's kind of weird because this is clearly a weird Christian hospital as well. Because they have a they have a cross right above her bed. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's normal. What? Don't don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> so. We're now at the rooftop of the big corporate building, and it's like a shitty warehouse. It's a two-story warehouse. Yeah, it's just out in the middle of the industrial district. Uh, there's a bunch of naked girls who then are like doing a sacrifice of a third naked girl, and it's like, whoa, look at this crazy erotic scene. They have nothing to do with the anyone. The rest of the film, no, they're just nothing in fact, at all. Even, <laughs> in fact, they're not even a part of this like group. They're just it's just a casual they're, sacrificing happening on top of the building. They're just completely unrelated. They try to make this look really artsy as well and completely fail, of course. And by artsy, I mean they shove the camera in the people's faces really close up, and they do sort of a side shot, side like a a side 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 shot of their stomach, and like you know, they slowly scroll up. But that's our idea of an artsy shot. It's that they're not even like seventy five degree angle shots, and you know. It's pretty disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, after they kill the girl, they then collect her blood and they hand Donald it, and they say some lines that are so incredibly quiet. I cannot understand what they're saying at all. <laughs> it's pretty much like, well, the really loud music's playing in the background. It's really well done, and you know mm-hmm. this film's so good. Love this film. <laughs> So many good things to say about this great film. Ugh. I'm mostly just sort of complaining at this point, just like pure, you it's, know. I mean, there's so nitpicking. little here. <laughs> yeah. There's this, so this, little this here. This would be, become complete nitpicking at this point. Mm. Uh, Kathan wakes up at uh, the Christian hospital. She's in. <laughs> um, Deacon's there, and then tells Kate that she was she was injured for a very good reason. And the reason is that she's has Jesus in her stomach, and she's gonna give birth to the second coming of Christ. Yay! Which doesn't make any sense because when, because isn't it the Antichrist's baby? And since it's Donald's. So child? I was thinking about this. So the Antichrist gave birth to the to Christ. Jesus? It's really confusing. <laughs> it's very weird. It doesn't make any sense at all. It really doesn't make any sense. I'm not sure what they're going for. Unless it's like maybe like, you know. This is just supposed to be ironic? Well, maybe it's like, you know, two wrongs equal a right. <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, now we're back at the rooftop. Uh, all of Donald's followers are sort of coming up. And the the boss guy then declares 
Donald all of Donald's Bob. followers a like a couple of guys in hoods basically yeah, because sure, sure they the never show they make they try to make it sound like oh you have legions of followers and here they are but they don't actually show because like it's just a parking lot with like three hooded guys basically mm. and they just they just stubbornly do not show the really great start of like you know the the coming of the antichrist so as a parking lot <laughs> Really strong. Here, here we are, our power, our legions of forces in this warehouse parking lot <laughs> in southern Los Angeles. After being declared God, Donald just gives like the dumbest, dopey smile. He's just like, oh, nice, cool. This is pretty cool. Oh, and awesome. he kills the boss too. Yeah, and then he stabs the boss. Because the boss, because, oh, right, because here, here's where we go back to why the introduction of the boss makes no sense because the boss says I have been leading them until uh, you were ready and now uh, so basically now he has to like kill him basically it's weird why he died in the first place so so (laughs) why yeah so why was he run over by the truck the bus or whatever and then came back to life but also did Donald do that because Donald had the dream about him getting hit which implies that Donald was subconsciously doing it, maybe. But he makes it sound like he's been leading like these legions yes. of, of of Satan worshippers for like years, and that it. Hmm. And the boss wants to be killed as well. I guess I think maybe. Right, he's sacrificing himself for you know for for yes. After this, the secretary then tells Donald that he must kill his wife because the wife has the baby and all that. You know how it is. Right. Uh, Kate then makes it back to her house um, after ditching Deacon. It's weird thing where Deacon's like, get in the car, I'll drive you there. And then Kate sees Deacon's face, but it's like a creepy demon face. So she freaks out and gets in the car and flees. This is never brought back up again because you think this no. would be an important plot point. It's not. Um, they get home. Donald and her sister's there. Oh, my gosh. What? Gasp. I thought she died. Donald's like, nah, your sister's fine. That was just a bad dream, remember? It was a bad dream. In a completely unconvincing voice. <laughs> he's, he is less convincing than the bad guy from Spaceballs pretending to be the the king. Like, would I lie? Where, he's just like, like, would I lie? <laughs> like, you know, like, and the joke there is that, like, he's obviously not convincing. This guy is like also a... also if you don't remember also in the He Man movie they they do that exact same scene too. Oh right, <laughs> like only one of the I think Space Space Balls came out like before He Man. Oh too. no, yeah 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 they they obviously ripped off Space Space Balls. It's really it weird. Even, it even looks like Space Balls is the thing. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> off topic. Who cares? Oh, but that was some, a much more interesting topic than this movie. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um. They try to calm Kate down. It sort of works somehow. Um, Deacon then suddenly shows up because he's the fastest thing alive. And somehow is able to reach reach the house by the fact that she took a car to the house. He he just runs real fast. I guess he just he just he just jogs it. It's he just one of the powers of Satan. God, actually, it's Deacon. It's God. Not Satan. God. It's God, John. De- oh, Jesus, right. De- Jesus oh, Christ De- let him run real fast. Oh, it's Deacon. That's right. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. He runs real fast. Which is like a Jesus Christ superstar, you know. 
you know, something like that. But anyway, yeah, it's just there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's sort of funny because so after Deacon arrives, he just immediately gets shoved out of the uh, the the door, and is now trapped outside. Immediately. Uh, Donald tries to choke Kate, but is stopped by Deacon, and they flee. Uh, Deacon then takes her to God's house, as they call it. Um, which is a, which is a church. Yeah. It's a house, uh, house of the They Lord. open the door, and it's full of, like, fucking LARPing priest nerds. Like, they're a bunch of fucking nerds. What a bunch of goddamn nerds. Kate should turn around and left, because holy shit, none of these people seem prepared at all for what's about to happen. They are the shakiest bunch <laughs> you've ever seen. Like, they don't come across even as priests. I'm they, about to they... give birth here, and you <laughs> give me these people. There's the one guy, like, they, they set her up on, like, a, like a, like a, a bed to give birth, on like the steps just below the altar, which doesn't look creepy at all. No, it's pretty... and and surrounded with candles and everything. Because for a second, I was like, like "Oh wait, trap. these these guys are gonna actually turn out to be evil, right?" Um, no, that's no, that no. Um, but the one guy, there's like one of the priests. He's the guy with the glasses. He's just kind of like crouched next to her and just holding a a, a carving of a crucifix just at her. And just shakily holding this, like, crucifix. And he's supposed to be one of the good guys, like, comforting mm. her. Like, don't worry, ma'am. Like, you know, like, <coughs> I, I've, I've experienced delivering many children. And he's just shakily holding this crucifix in her face. It's the biggest group of losers. It really I don't, is. It really does. It feels like a bunch of people pretending to be priests. Uh, yeah, shocking. Uh, one of the priests were like, okay, um, anyway, I gotta suspiciously walk around this pillar. And then he walks around the pillar, and he's like, he takes the phone, literally says this, it's me, I have the girl, and then yeah. hangs up the phone. Wow, Again. thanks. <laughs> thanks for the help information, man. Is he supposed to be the guy from the beginning of the movie? Like, Which who, one? in the monastery who gets killed? Like, I don't know. <clears throat> that guy died, didn't he? But whatever. I don't know. Maybe. I just, I just love calling up a phone saying, it's me. <clears throat> it's me. I've got the girl. Who? Wait, who? Can you, can you, what's your name, actually, sir? Also, where are you? It me. <laughs> and then he, after he says, God forgive me, which is like, what? No. You literally just... You literally like, just... No. You literally like, just no, help fuck, the Antichrist. No, fuck you. What are you talking about, God forgive me? <laughs> Why would he forgive you at that point? You're currently stopping Jesus from coming, or whatever. Fucking dumb. Stupid mm. line. Uh, Deacon then starts to give uh, Kate a math lesson about seven and six, and it's like, well, six is like the, the opposite of the Holy Trinity. It's the anti-Trinity, and oh, and seven, seven, seven is like... The good one. Oh, it's it's all very not interesting. He at goes all. he goes into it so much that like yeah he gives us so much fucking detail about how seven is the number of God and he created the world in seven days and six is the number of man and and si man was created on the sixth day and six 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 is the. And Kate should have just beast. been like shut the fuck up I'm giving birth right now asshole. I was under also, I mean, this movie came out a year after the first movie, so I'm surprised they didn't say, like, your child will be born on 777. He is the god child. That would have been fun. But, but, but as we just realized, this movie actually takes place 20 something years yeah. into the future. <laughs> it would have been weird if, De like, Donald was still a boy, though. Actually, that would have been kind of neat, though. Mm. Donald was just, like, a cool boy killing people. 
Why not? And Kate, Kate's but... unrelated. Kate's just like, Kate is a different husband, obviously, in the storyline mm-hmm. we have. But yeah, so Donald then shows up while she's giving birth, and then it's just really awesome. So we're seeing where Deacon's like trying to convince him. Who's like, you know, believe in God, it's not too late. Just gotta give God- Jesus to your heart, despite the fact that Donald is the Antichrist. Um, so I'm not sure that's possible. Actually. Sorry, Deacon. Um, he just gets sort of slapped away and Deacon dies not really. He's fine, but you know, yeah. he, just, he sort of runs away to the corner, I guess, since he's gone Basically. through the scene to the end. And here's the epic fight scene where all the shitty, shitty LARPing priests are trying to fight back with their crosses, just sort of pointing at him. Useless. (laughs) Not fighting back at all, in fact. Fucking useless. useless. And Donald just sort of murders them all very casually. Um, Deacon suddenly shows up out of nowhere and then tries to kill Donald, but Donald gets hit for hand and proceeds to choke Deacon. And then Kate somehow gets back up despite giving birth. At the moment, she's giving birth at that moment. She gets up, rocks, walks around Donald, and Donald doesn't notice this, and stabs Donald in the back. And then Donald dies. And then Kate then gives birth. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then, so Deacon's fine, and, he, and I'm sure he's like, "Nice, I'm the new baby daddy here now. Nice." I'm gonna and now I'm gonna take care of Kate. And then they end it on a very Terminator esque note of like like uh well now you've killed the Antichrist, so now like we'll another one will come. Form. The another Antichrist will that's come. That's right, that's right, John. Events have been set into motion and uh Jesus the, will the... fight Antichrist. Also, it's not called the Antichrist T ten billion. It's the super Antichrist. Antichrist ten billion. Your son, John Connor, I mean, the godchild, will... Fight have... the Antichrist 10 billion. Yes. That's the film. That's the film. Ooh-wee. What a good film. What a disappointing film. It's so nothing. Awful. This film's, in fact, almost confusing in how bad it is. And I'm now going to read a trivia piece from IMDb. There's no source. So I don't know how true it is, but um, this is a lot of info. I, I did read this, and yes, okay. it was very tempting. There's a lot of info here, so it's weird if it was made up, but I don't know. The director was asked to write a Christian horror script that would start shooting in two weeks. The movie was supposed to be loosely related to the production company's film 666 The Child. The main character retains the name of the main character from the film. The script was written in five days. Pre-production, hiring crew, <laughs> find locations, casting, renting gear was done in one week. The film was shot in nine days. All post-production, editing, sound mixing, and color correction had to be finished in six weeks in order to meet the delivery deadline to Blockbuster, the main distrib- distribution outlet for the production company at the time. Two days before the film began shooting, the concept of making a Christian horror film was thrown out the window because the company's Christian buyer wanted more family-friendly material. (laughs) As a result of losing the intended Christian buyer, the producers mandated that the sex and gore be intensified. Though it's weird because it's like not not nearly as close to the first film. 
But it um it would explain why those three girls do the whole sacrifice yeah. thing because that was obviously that that makes sense that it was just thrown in there because they have nothing to do with the rest of the movie they never show up in any other scene they're just there um and that is the only like nudity you see in the entire movie and there's a little there's a little side bit saying the actress who wanted to be cast as the secretary girl was replaced because she did not want to perform a nude scene in the film. And this is really interesting. I actually want to eventually find out the answer to this question, but I'm really curious. The actors they pick for these, like, for the girls for these silent films, are they... Is it always, like... I'm not going to say not consenting, but at the same time, <laughs> is it... It's is it ex- exploitative in any way at all? Well, it's obviously... Well, I mean, you know, it is definitely exploitative. But um, but not quite. Probably I not definitely want. I want. I want to find out the answer to that question, though. <clears throat> I don't know. It's probably possible to find this out. I do want to eventually do interviews or something at some point in the future of this podcast. Mm. It's not gonna be difficult to get these actors. I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm, you know. Maybe who knows. <laughs> um. <laughs> tragically, there was no review by the one and only Jacob Etter for this film is I ah. came across a, uh, a reveal that almost was him. It looks like I feel like it could secretly have been him, but tragically there's no farmer mastermind who he probably didn't even watch this film. And in fact, it'd probably be very disappointing for him. If he watched this film, the music was very bad as film, quite unlike six, 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 the child, which was a master arc in film. Unlike what the idiots all thought, of course, <laughs> Uh, so it disturbs me to see the negative reviews of Six Six the Beast. Okay, it was filmed in six days. That just adds to its glory. If these actors, no. producers, and director were given a Hollywood budget, you would see genius unfold on film. Oh God, this no! This B film it. was far better than any recent big budget horror film easily. Holy the Devil's shit. Betrayal was the best I've ever seen. The Antichrist <laughs> was eerily believable as a self-centered, ambition-driven corporate master who cheats on his wife and literally kills all competition one person just one, one person, person actually what one person i guess all person. i guess all the priests too but you know they're not competition <laughs> very much not uh the character of father deacon creed was amazing the actor portrayed the priest oh, as an academic who despite having taken a vow of humbleness before god cannot help but flaunt his superior knowledge of the occult whenever the devil strikes his accent is a great one, and you truly believe that he is an He's extremely a... educated and driven agent of the Vatican. Holy shit. <laughs> this guy is just so fucking impressed. The final climactic scene is one of the best portrayals of the devil versus the Catholic Church since The Exorcist. Oh my actor... fucking Christ. <laughs> the actor portraying Donald oh really God, seems to become, alive, become possessed <laughs> as he fights as an army of Catholic agents. The scene was incredibly acted and one of the best and finest climaxes I've ever seen done in a B-film. In conclusion, 666, the beast, or rather he wrote 666, the best, is not the joke while others, that others claim it. It was a dark, well-written, and superbly acted horror film. 
the writers, actors, and directors did a lot with little time and money. The, the fact writers, that, <laughs> actors, and directors. There's like one writer. The director fact that they invented its own the- theological theory about the second coming of Christ is a testament to the brilliance behind the writing and production oh of one of the best bet day end of day films I've ever seen. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, so th- um yeah <laughs> so yeah <laughs> this guy watched a different well film, I clearly. well well but, I've yeah. been proven wrong 666 the best it really is the name of this film though gotta say 666 the best uh so yeah that was 666 the beast do you recommend this film Jesus Christ no <laughs> And frankly, I'm not but sure why this recommend, guy recommends But you know what? Film. I do recommend 666 The Child, a fun romp. Yeah, I think at the time I was kind of negative towards it, but um, I think I've warmed up certainly now. I I know I have. I, I think at the time, yeah, I was like a little more like, eh, whatever on it. But now I'm just kind of like, holy shit, that's one of the best films the Asylum's ever done. <laughs> According to this guy, this one's a million times better, though. Well... He's wrong. A small, <clears throat> a small note on Bobo Stewart, by the way, which is the guy who played Donald in the first film, the kid. Uh-huh. He's actually kind of a big deal actor now. Oh, shit, of. really? Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff, including the oh. Twilight films. Oh, wow. So it's like he seems to have done pretty well from stuff, despite starting in, you know, a science film, actually. Yeah, you start where you can, where you can find more. Yeah, but, like, you know, he's doing pretty well off, it seems, which is nice to hear. Well, well he's, a, he's a good actor in that film, actually. Well, interestingly enough, do you know the the director of Six Six the Child? He's done one other Asylum film. Yeah. Do you want to take a guess what it is? Oh, um, what did me think? What's the film that feels like something he would done? Uh, Sex Pot. Uh, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Yeah. Okay. Sure. That's like the one under Asylum film it seems like he's directed. So basically, he's responsible for like two of the very best Asylum films that have ever been made. And Mega Shark vs. Giant Octopus, like this, uh, uh, like Six Six the Child, beget it like Asylum sequels that are far inferior to the original thing. Mm. Probably because that this guy just kind of did his own thing and was like, and have knew how to have fun with it. And then the asylum guys come back and they're like great we're just gonna keep churning this shit out and they drain all the life out of it yeah it's it's unfortunate that the film director didn't give a shit at all clearly yeah making this film yep <laughs> it's probably the definitely most disappointed I've ever been in an asylum film which is saying something yeah I'm always had... disappointed I actually had expectations for this film, and they were not met. Mm. Um, so yeah, next week, or whenever, we'll be watching I Am Omega, which I can only assume is a rip-off of Alpha <laughs> and Omega. Of I Am the Legend. Anim- yeah, it's, no, it's actually a rip-off of Alpha and Omega, the animated dog film. I'm pretty sure it's I Am Omega. No, Legend. it's Alpha and Omega, the, anime, the very funny anime, animated film by the dog and the other, the other dog who try to have sex. Which is probably one of the best films of all time. I'm very excited to see what Asylum does with this new film. Continuing <laughs> the franchise. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Omega. Let's see what the... 
The lone survivor of a deadly plague is doomed to live in eternal battle with the mutant creatures that now control the Earth. Yeah, definitely not I Am Legend at all. Do you want to guess what the tagline for 666 the beats the, the bitch was uh um that's their great title you know gotta say i guess uh the tagline would be um he is res- no not that um he has arrived i'll give you him right now it's a bible quote uh specifically revelations <laughs> Oh, I don't know any Bible quotes. <laughs> any Bible quote I know is the one Samuel Jackson does in Pulp Fiction. Now, nah, just tell me. Let him that half understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. What a great, just like, oh, wow. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking garbage. <laughs> it's really trash. It's really lazy, too. It's pretty much just like, it might have wrote 666 again. They should have wrote 666, The Beast, and then underneath it just is 666. It's pretty much yeah. the exact same thing. It's like, you get it. But, uh, yeah. Um, if you want to uh, talk about your personal beliefs that this film is uh, the best thing ever, uh, you can email us at EntertheAsylumPodcast at gmail.com. That's EntertheAsylumPodcast at gmail.com. Uh yeah, and um, I guess that's that's pretty much everything. Not sure there's much else to talk about this bad bad film. I think that's it. Yeah, that's a podcast, everybody. Bye bye. Goodbye. Evil grows.